What's going on, guys? Um, bringing it back. Episode two here of the Guide to the Good Life podcast. Simple Man's Guide to a Good Life. Um, second podcast here. Again, if you haven't listened to the first podcast, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, that podcast was kind of just setting the groundwork for what we're talking about when we're talking about what it means to live a good life and kind of, in my opinion, the first step that has to happen in the guide to that good life. How to illuminate what a good life looks like through finding core values, um, tenets for life, uh, virtues, however you want to call it. And if you read that newsletter, you listened to that podcast, hopefully last week you went out, you studied some life philosophies, you maybe questioned what your virtues, what your values are, and, and hopefully came up with some that you want to stick to. Um, because again, in my opinion, that has to be the groundwork that's laid before talking about all the other stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, but that leads us to this week. So second week here, what we're going to be talking about today is routine. A big bad word there that a lot of people think is boring. Um, the title of the newsletter this week and the title of this podcast is Routine is Not the Enemy. Um, there's a quote I used in today's newsletter that I'm going to, I'm going to quote here. The quote reads, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. I'm going to read that again. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does, so does the evidence of your new identity. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. This quote is by James Clear. I'm sure some of you out there know who James Clear is if you're in the self-help world. He's the author of Atomic Habits. That book is probably most people's number one book when it comes to self-help. It was actually the first book I read when I kind of started this journey of self-help. You know, if you don't count kind of some of the texts and the daily stoic stuff. Um, but this quote is really going to kind of set the tone for what we're talking about today. And it, it builds off of last week. One of the quotes that I used last week is, when are you going to start demanding the best of yourself, right? And as we're on this path to the good life, you have to understand that every action you're taking in building a better, more fulfilled life is to become that type of person you want to become. That type of person that seems to have joy every single day, energy every day, is thriving in life. Well, every small action you're taking to become that person is the building blocks for a year, two, three years down the line to become that person. You wanna be the person that is loving life will take the actions of a person who was already loving life, right? And one of the things that I think is really, really important here is routine, daily routine. And again, I think routine gets demonized in today's society uh, like no other. You know, the famous quote, routine is the enemy. Um, and you know, workout programs, and obviously I'm a CrossFit coach, um, and some CrossFit coaches and, and people in CrossFit would try to argue that uh, CrossFit isn't about routine. There's no routine to it. Um, I disagree, at least the way we do things in our gym. There is a lot of routine, especially when it comes to strength progressions, when it comes to progressions for gymnastics and other things. Our daily workouts might not seem like there's a routine to them, but there is, I promise you that. And again, the best workout programs out there follow a routine. There is a pattern to it. Um, but again, in today's society where our interactions are now through our phones and like things are pulling us in every direction, our attention is shortened, um, 
you know, routine is seen as the enemy. It's seen as boring, right? And people hate boring these days. But I'm here to be the bearer of bad news, guys. Boring wins in life, right? Repeating the same actions over and over again, as long as they are actions moving you towards the type of person you want or a goal you want, right? The person who continually shows up and does the same thing over and over again, the monotonous work, is the person who gets the promotion, is the person who builds that business they want, um, is the person who gets the type of relationships they want because they keep showing up over and over again and they put in the quote-unquote boring work. Boring wins uh, if you want to be successful and whatever successful means to you. And for us, success is going to be living a good life. And to do that, we need to build routine. And the main thing I'm going to be talking about with routine here is our sleep routines. I know, sleep. All right? Everybody just moans and groans when I bring up sleep. But sleep is, in my opinion, one of the most important aspects of living a good life. It's one of the things that we have a lot of control over, whether you think you do or don't, and has so many cascading effects on the body, both physically, mentally, emotionally, all the four pillars we talked about in our last podcast and last newsletter are affected by sleep. And here's the deal with sleep. I'm sure all of you have heard the term circadian rhythm, all right? Everybody's heard that. It is the internal software that all human beings are running and it dictates our sleep and wake cycles. We have rhythm, we have routine literally built into our DNA and yet we run from it. We demonize it in modern times. We talk about, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Sleep is for the weak. We live in hustle culture, okay? I am here to tell you, you cannot out-caffeinate your circadian rhythm. You can't out-gimmick it, right? These hacks and these pills and all these kind of things. Nope. We're going to talk today about how you can build the best sleep routine for yourself and how it's super simple. I'm not going to give you any gimmicks. I'm not going to talk about pills. I'm not going to talk about different mattresses. We're literally going to talk about just setting firm boundaries for yourself, something super simple, Right? You don't even have to have a wind down schedule or wake up schedule. It's gonna be super easy as long as you truly want to live this good life we're talking about. And if you don't, hey, maybe this isn't for you. So, sleep. It's a booming topic these days, right? Everybody's talking about it. Um, Matthew Walker, if you guys know Matthew Walker, he's kind of the leading uh, professional on sleep. He wrote the book, Why We Sleep. If you haven't read that and you're interested in it, go ahead. I will say though that for most people who aren't coaches, who you know aren't professionals in this world, you don't need to get caught up in the weeds of sleep. Um, if you want to because you like it, more power to you, but you don't need to get caught up in the weeds of it. Um, you know, I've talked to so many different people who have different hacks for their sleep, whether it's taking ZMA or L-theanine or setting the temperature to a perfect 68 degrees or having the you know latest mattress that self cools and all that kind of stuff. And I've of course looked at all these things and being kind of a biohacker dude to try different things. Uh, but what we're gonna talk about today is something that you don't need to buy anything. It's super easy and it's the most consistent thing you can do uh, to improve not only your sleep, but then the rest of your life truly. Um, when we're talking about routine and thriving, this is gonna give us the energy we, have, we want all day long right? Um, we don't need any of these things. What we need is routine around our sleep. And that word rhythm, circadian rhythm, you could replace rhythm with routine, but it's right there when talking about sleep. Uh, when we're talking about sleepfulness and wakefulness, 
you know, the reason that many of us either can't fall asleep at night, you know, our mind is racing, or we wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, or, you know, we are able to sleep and then we wake up feeling really groggy throughout the whole day, we're easily agitated, it is purely because you have no rhythm or routine to when you go to bed or when you wake up. Say that again, you have no routine, or it's a very sporadic routine at least, around when you go to bed and when you wake up. So why am I talking about this? Let's talk about kind of where I'm coming from here. Um, I'm, I'm currently in a coaching education course and the rest of our coaches at Upreach are gonna be going through this called O23, the other 23 hours. I'm gonna be mentioning them a lot. They've been kind of the inspiration for me to finally start all of this because I've been so passionate about trying to expand how I help people inside, but more importantly now outside the gym. Um, but we're going through a coaching cohort right now. It starts this next week. But our first assignment was to journal on a time in our life when we felt like we were absolutely thriving. And then reflect on all of the habits you had in place, right? And just kind of flesh that out. And for me, it was really easy. This, the time that I was most thriving was kind of the fall of 2020 through the spring of 2021. I had kind of a six, seven, almost eight month period where I just felt like a world beater. My life just felt so in line with who I wanted to become, my values and everything I was doing. Um, and there have been different times in my life where I have felt this as well. And there were a lot of habits in place, obviously. Um, and we'll be talking about some of those different habits and why I think they're so important and why I still do them today, why others have fallen off and I'm trying to implement them back, etc. But like the one underlying habit I've had in any time in my life when I have felt like I've been the most thriving was having a strict bedtime and a strict wake-up time, a strict circadian rhythm or routine. I vividly remember this time, like during this time, I was living with my best friend, if he's listening to it, and for those who know, you know who it is. Um, and the girl I was dating at the time uh, would always be over. And it, it, I vividly have memories of it being around like 8.30, and us three would be hanging out, we're talking, we get into great deep conversations, why I love these people. Um, but at 8.30, it's like I would just get up and, go, and be like, all right, going to bed. And my best friend, my girlfriend at the time, they knew this was coming and they were like, all right, you know, my girlfriend would be like, see you in there. And they would continue their conversation. They would continue being social. Now, was this easy for me? No, it really wasn't, especially at first because I'm a social person. I really love to get into deep conversations where we're not arguing, but you know, just giving our own opinions and going back and forth. It's super fun for me. But it started to become easier to be strict holding boundaries around my bedtime because as I continue to do this day after day and week after week, I, I felt the ramifications of this and it was beautiful. Um, I was able to fall asleep within minutes of putting my head on the pillow, which wasn't always the case, you know, and I was able to wake up. And at this time I was waking up the same time every single day around 4.45 AM to 5 AM because I was coaching our morning classes at the gym and I just had this routine and it was easy for me to wake up even that early and feel like I just had a, a massive amount of energy. Um, and so I stuck to this rhythm, I stuck to this routine, and everything else in my life, it was easier to have energy, it was easier to make tough decisions, it was easier to stay on track of my eating, it was easier to be calm about stressful situations, 
right? Does that mean I always was doing those things? No, but it was easier to live a good life because of the energy I had, right? Um, that's kind of where I'm coming from this week, right? I've experienced this and it's, not, it's something that we all will fall off of, but if you can hold this rhythm and this routine, it's gonna have massive cascading positive effects for your life, I guarantee it, right? And it's my opinion that nature has kind of always had the answers for humans to live a thriving, fulfilling life. This is also a core tenant of O23. Um, and it, when it comes to sleeping, it is absolutely no different. Like our ancestors did not have clocks, okay? I'm not gonna get into some esoteric conversation about time and how it's a construct, but nonetheless it is. But what they did have was sunlight, right? Sunsets and sunrises. And that through the eons of evolution, we built that internal clock system, right? And that's that circadian rhythm. How it works, I'm not gonna go into the weeds, but essentially there's different hormonal releases that are based off of the rhythm we're putting our body through. And it also kinda uh, goes in line with sunsets, sunrises, and, and light. If anybody listens to Andrew Huberman, you kinda know where I'm gonna go with this. If you haven't, don't worry. Again, not gonna get too in the weeds here. But our body starts to recognize our routine and will start to release certain hormones around the times we wanna sleep and the times you want to wake up. But if you don't have a consistent routine, it is all over the place when those hormones are getting released. You know, reflect on a time in your life when you felt like you had a pretty good sleep routine going. Did you notice that in the mornings you would wake up right before your alarm clock or like right when your alarm clock was gonna go off? Hello, that's your biological clock inside there, your circadian rhythm, right? Or that you're able to fall asleep right away, again, or vice versa, have you noticed like during times where your sleep really isn't great? Um, let's, I, I like to use this example because people talk about how much they sleep all the time. Have you ever noticed when your sleep isn't great but you finally get that day where you're able to sleep eight hours and maybe you've only been sleeping six? Or that Sunday comes around and you finally get 10 hours of sleep. You ever notice how groggy you feel even though you got more sleep? Why is that? You're off your rhythm and your routine. Even though you got more sleep, Okay. Now that's not to say that you shouldn't have gotten that extra sleep, but it's a tangible thing that I think has happened to everybody that they can go, Oh, that makes sense. Right? Because it's all about hormone release. So if you sleep over when those hormones for waking up and wakefulness go, go off and you sleep through that. Well, now when you wake up two hours later, you don't have any of those hormones flowing through your body and you're just going to feel groggy the rest of the day. Right? And vice versa. If you stay up later, then when you've been normally going to bed, you've worked right past those kind of groggy, tired hormones, the hormones that will make you sleepy, and now you're gonna put your head down when you finally go to sleep and your mind is gonna be racing, okay? So again, more important than anything when it comes to sleep, more important than what mattress you're sleeping on, what pills you're taking, if you're journaling before bed, if you're meditating before bed, if the temperature is 68 degrees, at its core, and I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible because this is something everybody can do, it is build in a consistent bedtime and a consistent wake time. And I would argue you should try to do this even on the weekends, okay? I get it, you go out on the weekends or something like that, maybe it's off a little bit, okay, one day is not gonna kill you. It takes about three days to reset your circadian rhythm. But this is the number one thing you can do that will have such cascading effects for your life. I, I just, I can't overemphasize this. And I know anytime I have this conversation with clients or people I'm just trying to help, 
there's so many excuses when it comes to sleep. And I'm not trying to say excuses and invalidate anybody's life experience here. I get it. We have kids. We got spouses. We got social lives. I understand all of that. But I will refer you back to last newsletter. When are you going to start demanding the best of yourself? Okay. All I'm asking you to do here is to build boundaries. Like I use my example. Now, was it easier for me because I'm a single guy and I don't have kids? Of course it is. And I understand that. But I'm going to argue that you're going to be a better parent if kids is your number one reason because you get better sleep. Are you a better parent when you're well rested and when you're well rested, you're calmer, you know, your kids aren't agitating you as much? Or are you a better parent when your sleep is off and now every little thing your kid does agitates the hell out of you? You're not able to pay attention to the small details, right? Obviously, you're going to be a better parent when your sleep is in tune. Are you going to be better at your job when you've gotten, when you're sticking to your sleep routine and now you're able to pick up on small details? Your imagination is better, right? Um, You're able to take on projects more easily. You're energized all day long, right? You're not sad about being at work. All of these things, right? And the vice versa is true. So you can use all the excuses you want, but you're going to be a better version of yourself for everybody in your life and everything you do if you build boundaries around this and you stick to it. I promise you. And again, just like we did last week, this is the challenge I'm throwing out to you this week. And you can test this for yourself. You can say, Sean, you're a quack. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, all I ask is that you try this for a week and tell me you don't feel the benefits, right? Formulate a sleep and wake routine that makes the most sense for you and your life Monday through Friday. If you can do Monday through Saturday, even Monday through Sunday, that's a bonus. But just during the week, give me five days here, okay? Hold your boundaries, communicate with the people you need to, why you're doing this, why it's going to make you a better version of yourself and in being a better version of yourself, better for everybody around you. Aim to keep each day within 30 minutes. So you do have some play here, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, but within 30 minutes, you're going to be fine. If you start stretching that out, that's where you're going to start bypassing some of the hormone release at the tail ends of the day here, okay? Now from there, if it's going really well, maybe you're single, you don't have a lot of things stopping you from doing this. You can start to build in more of like a wind down routine or a wake up routine. Um, You know, maybe it's no screens an hour before bed, reading a book, taking a hot shower. And then when you wake up, it's like, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to walk for 10 minutes. I'm going to get sunlight. All of those things. Those are great. In my opinion, right now, though, those are add ons, right? That we're getting lost in the weeds here again. We're trying to do too much. This is the most basic thing you can do. And this is going to have far more effect on your life and your sleep than doing any of those other things. So just to give you an example of kind of, for the most part, again, what my day-to-day looks like, there is one day out of the week where I do open the gym and it's off a little bit, but again, you can kind of have one day where it's off. Uh, My sleep routine, again, I would say 90% of the time, I eat my last meal around eight o'clock. I take my dog Odin for a walk for about 10 minutes from 8.10 to 8.20. I try to take a hot shower before going to bed, 8.20 to 8.30. 8.30 to 9, I read, and 9, I go to sleep, okay? Again, is there some play with that? What habits I'm doing? What time? Yeah, of course there is, but just giving you a sense, right? The most important thing is, is I try to go to bed between 9 and 9.30. If I go anything past 9.30, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen the next day. It's not going to be a great day, even if I stick to my wake-up schedule. My wake routine. On the the one day that I don't have to wake up at 4.45, which is when I'm coaching in the mornings, I wake up at 5.45. Yeah, I'm recording this on Saturday. 
I woke up at 5.45 this morning. I didn't have to, but I did. And I feel like a million bucks right now and it's four o'clock. I also had coffee for the first time today in five days. We'll talk about caffeine in a later podcast. Um, but 5.45, wake up. You know, I kind of do all of my things I need to do. Brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. Um, around 5.50 to 6, I like to, again, I like to start my day with a walk. If there's sunlight out, I'm now getting the sunlight that I need to kind of help with that hormone release. If not, it's no biggie. I still kind of get 10 minutes. I don't listen to anything. Again, this is less important than just the wake up time, but I'm just giving you an idea. It's quiet out. There's usually not a lot of people out, especially on the weekends at this time. I like to meditate then or journal or do both. And then during the week, I like to get to the gym in between 6 and 6.30, and I usually will take the 6.30 class um, if I don't have some kind of PT. Again, all those habits before and after uh, going to, or like my bedtime and my wake-up time are less important, at least right now, when we're building the blocks to a good life, than just when you go to bed and when you wake up, all right? Um, So again, some of those habits will change day to day. I try to be as consistent as possible. Again, I also don't, I try not to get neurotic about this. I say try, those who know me are like, okay. Um, I'm not perfect, right? But what I notice about my best days, my best weeks, my best months, and kind of the best times of my life is when this is on lock and I'm just, I'm holding firm boundaries around it. And guess what guys, when I hold firm boundaries around it, people understand if they're around me or if I'm talking to them, they totally get it because on the back end, I end up becoming a better version of myself. I'm happier, I'm less agitated, um, I have more energy throughout the day. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just a better version of me. And that's more important than staying up an extra 30 minutes to talk or drink or do whatever, in my opinion. And that's what this is about. If you're listening to this podcast or reading this newsletter, that's what this is about. We're trying to build a thriving life. And to do that, you're going to have to hold some boundaries for yourself. But those people that love you are going to see a better version of you and they're going to love it and they're going to embrace it. And guess what? You might inspire them to start doing the same thing, right? It's a pay it forward. So this week, try to come up with a consistent kind of unwavering circadian rhythm and journal on it. Notice how you're feeling. By the end of the week, are you feeling better? Is it tangible for you? And you might be like, no, this isn't. This is terrible. Sean doesn't know what he's talking about. This doesn't work for me. Cool, then don't do it. But at least try. Telling me that you know, this just isn't going to work for you and you've never tried it. Like, come on, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, really, is that the type of person you want to be? So just journal on it. Notice the changes. If you're having any, notice your energy changes throughout the day and try to stick to this at least Monday through Friday. If you can go all the way through the weekend, more power to you, but just try it. Okay. Um, again, this is, we're, we're building the blocks here. I, I, I'm trying to think of it like a pyramid. In my opinion, knowing your values is kind of at the base. And I would even say as important is sleep, but we're, we're kind of building pillars here to how we can start building the best life. And, and sleep impacts everything we do. It is a natural performance enhancer in all aspects of your life. And if you start taking it seriously and you let yourself sleep and you're, you're adhering to a rhythm and a routine, that's the most important thing, you're going to reap the benefits. You're going to start outperforming everybody around you. And it's a beautiful thing. And you might inspire others to do the same. So go get it this week. Try to do this. Let me know how it goes if you're somebody close to me. um, And have a great week. We're continuing that path to the good life. We're continuing to illuminate that path. And I'm excited that you guys are walking it with me. Have a great week, everybody.